Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Australian survivor. Survivor New Zealand. Survivor. 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 Hello everyone, Shannon Garcia getting you ready for our week five exits for Australian Survivor Heroes vs. Villains. We were lucky enough to get all three exit interviews for this big merge week of the season. So first up, I spoke to Stevie, then David Zaharakis, and then Flick. So three, I thought, really great exit interviews, all very different, getting insights from a lot of that, like, heroes majority, and then also talking to Stevie about what I thought was a really fun game through the season. So hope you guys will enjoy all of those. Remember to check out the upcoming recap that I'm doing with Mike Bloom. Australian Survivor Talking Tribal is out on template and in podcast form, and we will have the check-in with Rob later. Later this week and then survivor 44 starts tomorrow and i'll be covering that too nick iadanza is my first guest for week one so look out for that over the weekend follow me at shannon gate subscribe to the international survivor hap up feed so you don't miss this content and enjoy the exits i will see you on the other side hi stevie welcome to rob has a podcast it's great to have you on the podcast but um, i'm upset everyone's so upset at the way that it so Why? tragically happened but you got you got voted out everyone's upset about it it was tragic oh uh, okay uh, well, you know, they should know survivor, survivor, uh, you know, uh, all bets off. Uh, you can get snuffed any moment, you know, anytime, even with a slight little word or two or three that people don't like, boom, you're gone. 
Yeah, I was half expecting it. That's that's how it's going to be. My cookies just crumbled. Yeah, well, cookie being the, the word of the season, but it, it felt so unfortunate because it wasn't like you'd really done anything. You were, you know, a good ally and you were part of this group and there was this disagreement that was so separate from you and, and you went home. What was the feeling in that tribal council? I mean, you'd been talking about yeah. unity and there's these whispers and conversations happening and then it ends up being you. Yeah. So what was your feeling in that moment? Somebody stopped up. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, I, 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 it was, uh, it wasn't a classical blindside where you, you know, it's coming just before tribal. You know, you feel you're on a chopping block. It, it's one of those uh, spur of the moment, impulsive kind of thing. Self, uh, self promotion in some way, also self preservation. And um, I just happened to be there. But, I mean, but it, it, it's still quite insane, isn't it? it, it Strategically, it's meaningless, and tactically, it's an ambush that's unnecessary. When, when all I was trying to do was to maintain, uh, create a, a strong bond and alliance, so that we can get into merge. And suddenly, to to take out one of your own kind, especially, you know, like me, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I I'm, I'm not a dog, but I, I'm loyal <laughs> still, <laughs> and, and and I do my bit around the campsite. I. I, I help out and I and I provide tactical overview for George in particular as as time goes by. Um, no, I, I I it's senseless. I can't see it. I just not. I I just I, I can't. I'm trying to process it even now. Um, but um, I, I don't see any reason. I mean, like this. Okay, so um, uh, Shawnee and Liz, they they put their foot down. They, all right, you know, I understand. Uh, a, bit, a, a descending voice uh, emerge. Um, yeah, he got her into flick. She did a damn good job, didn't she? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like she get all this. This is the trigger point. And if I were her, I would do exactly the same, right? But uh, to kind of like I uh, say, okay, how about Stevie? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's reaction from the girls. Would I even? Concentrating on the consequence. That's that's what if you look at from a strategic point of view. Okay, what happens yeah. if you take the out? You know, well, think about it. I mean, there's there's a better target, Matt. I mean, like this is why I I'm still a little bit perplexed about the whole thing. Why, mm. why, why, why? But that's you know, no regrets. Disappointing, but no regrets. Yeah, well, George is the one who asked Jerry about that and then and then puts out your name and even makes it an option. What was your relationship like with George after that tribal council where he kind of split you up with Simon and then you were with him? Were you planning on being very loyal to him for a long time going forward? Absolutely. I communicated that to him not once but several times to allay any fear of me at, um, mounting a betrayal. Yeah, uh, that's, that's the way how it is. In fact, that that is the the, the broad stratagem I've adopted in that to get into a, a, an extremely solid alliance where where you know um, blindside betrayals and all that jazz doesn't exist among us. And and that's how I tried to recruit the likes of Matt on the same basis. You know, yeah. we we were not ever going to double cross you ever, and that yeah. happened to me. So, so when Flick and and Matt and Ben approached you with the the triangle symbol and they said it was your destiny, was any part of you thinking about that, or you were just like, 
I'm not going to entertain this. I'll have conversations with them. And you're obviously, you know, being sneaky and playing the double agent, which is what you wanted to do. But did any part of you think that you would go over to that side? I didn't have a bone of wanting to go on mm-hmm. the other side. My main purpose there is really recon exercise. Yeah. I was gathering intelligence for our alliance, just trying to know what the other guys are doing. You know, if you know your enemy as much as you know yourself, wow, you're doubly more effective, aren't you, right? But they, they, I, I would say, uh, I say never say never kind of stuff because um, after the alliance, I'm going to keep it open because uh, who knows what might happen with uh, with George uh, uh, Dynamics uh, with all the others. And uh, there may be a better offer there. So I want to keep my relationship with Simon very open and very close as well. But yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to jump ship. doesn't mean that at all. No, not in the short term anyway. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Simon because I'd love to hear more mm. about the evolution of your relationship. It started and I thought you had quite a beautiful bromance. He'd pick you up in his arms after that challenge, which was a beautiful <laughs> moment. Um, and then it got yes. split so badly and you said, yeah, it's clear you're not my friend. So can you just tell me what place you were in and that you got to and, and, and how you were so close and, and kind of where that went? Yeah, sure. Well, um, you know, like after after failed operation, you know, Operation Anaconda, yeah. where Simon is uh, very much in the center of it, and I was relying on him to control and manage the likes of Geordie. Um, and that, that, that failed peacefully. I yes. just went apart in the tribal. So I didn't, do not know who to trust at the time. I did not know whether it was Geordie or whether it was Simon. You know, um, uh, where where did the um, the chink lies? You know, I, I tried to figure it out. So I, I, I eventually uh, I bring it down to just Jordy. But with Simon still I'm so sure about him, I, I decided to to take a break from him and move over to George Camp, and um, I did so with a deliberate um, uh, social dynamics where I just ignore Simon uh, in front of everyone else. But behind the scene, I tend to still connect with him, uh, just just in case. Uh, and it, it and really, I was looking at post merge horizon, not in immediacy, especially after the tribal swap. And I'm in a different uh, tribe then. Um, it was a good space for Simon and I. And you'll see uh, um, during challenge, uh, often I connect with Simon. Just a quick brief interlude here and there just to keep the communication open. Yeah, well, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that tribal council, the episode seven tribal council that many have called the best tribal council of all time. And you were such a big part of oh, that. I, Talk us through I, it. I mean, it must have been, it must have been agonizing to, to even be in that position. Yeah, that, that was, uh, yeah. actually, I really, really like uh, the outcome of that uh, tribal council. Um, so there's two two warring parties, as you know. There's uh, there's me with uh, Simon, and hopefully with Fraser and Geordie. There's four boats. They're four incredible block of boats there. And then there's George and the and uh, Shawnee with uh, the army of two Shawnee and and Lise. I felt it. Um, little, you know, like I said before, if I felt there's something missing with 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 that uh, uh, battle plan of Anaconda. Just not right, just don't feel right because people are treating me a little bit differently. And and, and the girls are quite, sounds a little bit uh, 
too confident in what they're up to. They, they won't tell me anything. I, I try to suss them out. So as insurance, what I did, I, I approached George, uh, if, if you recall, mm-hmm. and the whole idea is just to play with his ego. That's, that's all it is, just to butter him up. And, and actually, the all original idea was that I don't want him to feel bad when, when I vote him out. That's, that, that, that was the plan. And I want to let him know that um, I had to get you out because you know, I admire you so much. I, you know, I, I think you're one of the best gamer in uh, Australian Survivor, if not the best. And uh, when I said all that kind of stuff, and it was not just endearing words, it was really through my heart. I was telling him how I feel about him. And he was, uh, yeah, he was taken aback. He said, oh, Stevie, I didn't know. Thank you so much. When he said things like that, that's it. I got him. So therefore, it's a little bit of a buffer just in case things go belly up, which it did, right? Mm-hmm. And um, remember, George's plan A was to really get Simon out. Well, my plan A, and I can't to get George out. Okay. Unfortunately, there was a twist in that tribal, if you recall. Uh, we, we, suddenly, we, we happened to have an immunity challenge. And the worst case scenario for, for George is Simon won that one. So plan A got out, thrown out the window because, you know, you can't get rid of him. But what he can do, he can degrade um, uh, Simon's um, standing in a tribe and, 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 and maybe uh, flush out his idol. Maybe, maybe not. But even if he didn't do that, he, he achieved many other secondary objectives, such as, you know, uh, uh, exposing Geordie with his, uh, you know, with lies here and there. And he got me onto his camp. Mm-hmm. What, what a brilliant tactical yeah. maneuvering. I, 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 am, I must admit it, it was one of the best things ever I've seen in terms of making moves in one tribal council. I was a bit worried that uh, when my name came out, you know, when, when uh, JLP started calling out Stevie, oh, okay, right, uh, oh, okay. But I was pretty certain in some way that it's George playing a bit of, I thought he was playing fun game with me, but uh, I didn't realize at the time that he was going to use it to get me into his camp. And, um, yeah, um, scary moment, but um, I feel it was a good turnaround, a good way to move away from a, an alliance that wasn't working. Yeah, well, that conversation that you had with George was very meaningful to him, and I think he said as much um, about mm. like wh- why you meant so much and, and keeping you and, and wanting to, to get you on side. So I think that was very relevant. I'd love to talk about your nemesis turned ally, Shawnee, turned possibly nemesis again. You came into the game <laughs> wanting revenge on Shawnee, four years of revenge. It ends up to the point where you're aligned with her. We even see an emotional scene where you connect with her and Liz, and then she's one yeah. of the people that, that votes you out. So how do you look back on how everything happened with Shawnee this season. Well, now I've got to wait another four years to get Shawnee out, huh? <laughs> yeah, another oh, four. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, look, um, actually, um, uh, it, it was George's um, instigation, uh, you know, the night before in you know, tribal that got me on back to Shawnee. I actually was trying to reach out to her even before that every so often, but um, mostly uh, to see how I can break into her and get her out. That's true. Uh, uh, guilty. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, after what George had done, I had decided to go into that alliance all 100%. That means I need to give up on this grudge thing with uh, Shawnee, right? I just got to do it. 
and and to show uh, true intent, true purpose, I had to cry on her shoulder, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that was real crying. Uh, I had to show to her I, meaningfully. I I want us to be friends and to work together collectively on on getting up there, even beyond merge. Because merge is one of my key performance mm-hmm. indicators. Got to get oh. to merge, yeah. right? And and um, and you can see in various uh, uh, you know scenes. I, Sean and I just get on pretty well. Um, uh, trying to repair uh, relationship and all that jazz. Uh, it was working. It was working. Now, uh, yes, she brought me out again, but I, 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 I don't have any grudge against that. It wasn't her play. She, she wanted um, a flick uh, for her own reason, and it's a fair reason too. You know, she wanted to have uh, not too many. Um, what did I say? Too many sausages or something like that. Someone mentioned it. Yeah. Right. And um, too many sausages, yeah. That's right. Yes, mm. it was. If, if there's someone, uh, the, the main culprit is it's got to be George. Must take ownership of what he said. He's the one who suggested Stevie out of yep. the blue, and yep. that's something you just—it's an insane kind of suggestion, even to think about it, uh, getting out someone of your own kind. Shawnee just play along with it because all she care about is make sure Flick doesn't get out. Right? She doesn't yeah. care whether it's Pat or Stevie or whatever, she doesn't care. But if Shawnee were more strategic, right, she would have uh, questioned that, that uh, suggestion, that motive. You know? Why Stevie? Look at the consequence. You know, we want both less. We had to rely on Matt, who is an, un- an unknown in our lines, whereas we know what Stevie's like. Right? And so she should have questioned it. She should have said, look, just Matt. Matt is the most obvious choice because he's not in the alliance just as yet. He's just been recruited or to be recruited post tribal council. So she should have, in in a way, if it's a strategic way uh, overview, she should have think that way, and that would snap George out of it because George do listen, uh, especially something that um, that contract to what he wants. But at the same time, I think what happened was that. Um, mm, George had to uh, choose me, maybe because of ego. What do you reckon? Huh? Because in some way, he doesn't want uh, Liz to get her way. He wants to make a point that, you know, hey, excuse me, I'm the leader of the tribe here. I'm the king of kings. And so uh, uh, you don't want, you, you want Matt, but uh, maybe I think it should be Stevie instead. So, so that's it. And therefore, I'm the collateral damage. Probably. Yeah. Well, George better watch out in four years because that you're right. He was the one to put your name out. I'd love to know before you go, what were some of the other main friendships maybe that we didn't see as much um, that were important to you? I, I loved really seeing your connection with Jerry that we saw more through the last couple of episodes. Yes. Sarah told me that you were like a father figure to her. Does anyone stand out to you as like really important connections that you had other than the people we've discussed? Yes. Uh, well, actually, uh, in connecting with all the characters, uh, a, a few stands out. Uh, you mentioned Sarah. Yes, it was mm-hmm. a good start. Unfortunately, she went out early. It, it was a beautiful relationship, a respectful one with Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Jerry is the one I connected the most, uh, uh, to be honest with you, because of our vintage, you know, like I, I'm three scores in two years young. It's mm-hmm. only two years older than me, so I'm going to respect my elders, I suppose. Um, <laughs> We we have so much in common, uh, Gary and I. 
and uh, so much empathy on each other. And the other one that you see only a glimpse of um, is uh, Matt and I, where we play Master and Apprentice. I was coaching him a lot of um, uh, practical stuff around the campsite, also a, a lot of um, fatherly advice about being a father. Because you, you know, he's about to have a child. It's actually, yeah. he's got one now already. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, those, those were uh, interweaving into, into the entire um, scenario there. And, and, and I, I feel so grateful to be able to touch those people's lives uh, in, in, you know, in their own way. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that's really beautiful, Stevie. And I think, you know, they, they seem so upset that you had to go. The music was sad. We were sad. Everyone's sad. Yeah. So you really became such like a beloved TV character and had so many oh, fun, oh. funny moments. But then also yeah. the way that it ended, I think, you know, you really you really did appeal to people because I, my parents were watching last night. They were sad. Everyone was really sad. So, oh, I mean, that's all you man. can do is leave your mark, right? Yes, yes, yes. But, you know, look, uh, uh, be not so disappointed because, you know, this is one of the best seasons ever. I know I'm biased, but it is one of the best seasons. And there's more to come. I can feel it. I can feel it. Once once you open up uh, an alliance like what happened just now, who's safe? You know, who can, who's next? And mm. so I reckon there'll be bigger drama than Dallas to come. You watch. All right. I'm excited about it. I'm so sorry you won't be a part of it. I'll see you in four years for the George, for the George yeah. Revenge that's coming. <laughs> yeah. I've got to get two, two kids out, George and Shawnee, in four years' time. Yeah, we'll, we'll see it. The grudge match. But thank you so much, Stevie. It was great to talk to you and all the best. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you for Thanks so me. much. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello. All right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hi, David. Welcome to Rob Has a Podcast. It's great to talk to you. I've now interviewed, it used to be my dream to be a football reporter, and I feel like I've now interviewed so many football stars because of Australian Survivor that I kind of, in a roundabout way, got there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to uh, to be on board and, and joining you. So thank you. Yeah, well, I wanted to hear because we didn't get enough of your perspective, I felt, on the show, but I saw you in the background doing things like that I thought were really impressive. I'd love to hear about what your 
early connections were your closest relationships obviously we hear later about like Nina and Sam but were those your closest relationships through the game yeah so Sam and I oh sorry Sean and I had a a prior well football kind of relationship where we played footy against each other and and we kind of connected from day one um out there and and said all right let's let's team up early we're on the heroes um we feel like we got some good connections around and that was one that instantly was was a connection but then Sam and Nina, basically from day two, three onwards, uh, were, were really strong connections of mine, and and basically both of them were my number one out there. And and early on, we had kind of myself, Sean, Sam, Nina, Flick, and Matt as like a really strong kind of six, <clears throat> and that was uh, that was good with um, with kind of an early alliance that we were building. But we were also winning a lot of the challenges, so we weren't going to tribal council a lot. So. That's that's why we didn't really see much of it out there because we didn't have to go to tribal till day nine, and day nine was the rogue vote, which was very easy for us. So we didn't, um, yeah, we didn't really start having to really make moves until like day fifteen or sixteen. So for our experience as, as the heroes, we kind of got a soft landing into into Survivor, and and that's why we didn't get a much airtime, I guess, at that stage because not not much conflict was really happening around our group. We were. We were cruising in and we were winning challenges and we didn't have to go to tribal. Yeah, and the villains were being crazy, so they hogged a lot of that screen time as well. Um, and that really matches like the hierarchy, I think, that we saw. There were people on the bottom, Jerry, Ben, Shani, yeah. Haley. Like, why do you feel that those people kind of drifted to not being in, in power? Well, Jerry out there didn't really want to play the game early. I don't think he just wanted to build the shelter. Um, that's all he did kind of out there for the first two weeks. He kind of, I think... George gave me a little crash course in Survivor when he went um, when he flipped <laughs> to the rose for those two days, and and he kind of didn't really understand or know the game before then, so he wasn't really playing the game, and that's kind of why he was in our alliance. Haley, um, just a past winner, just I saw her as a big threat. Um, yeah. If you keep in the game for long enough, she'll do, make a move on you. <clears throat> if you don't make a move on her, which is what happened, um, so that's why I didn't kind of I didn't know whether to trust her or not. Um, and then Shani, Shani was kind of, again, just one of those players that love playing in the moment. So you couldn't really plan forward anything with Shani because she's just such a moment person. And, and she's like, I just want to live in the moment, live today. And, and that's her way of playing. That's that's fine. It's just that you couldn't plan anything with her. So I actually really wanted Shani to stay in the game. I That vote that she got voted out, I was really close with Shani um, and wanted to use her as a number moving forward. But again, trying to get her in an alliance was hard because she just wanted to stay in the moment. So that was kind of that. Um, ben Ben felt like he was always on the bottom. Um, he was never he was never really one that like we were really or really targeting. It was kind of he was that that safety vote a couple of times um, if someone used an idol. So for me, he was kind of he, – he was a guy that you felt like you could use at some point in the game, but you also didn't know whether you trusted him because – He's so smart and he's very articulate and he's a big Survivor fan. He knew he knew everyone's story who's played before. And when someone's like that that you know is very smart at the game, you don't know whether you can trust them. And that's probably why I, I love I love Ben. I still love Ben now, but it's in the game, you don't know whether you could trust him because he was so smart. So you didn't know whether he could flip on you in a in a second. So that's the only reason why he wasn't in my alliance was because mm. I don't know whether I could trust him because he's so smart. It was, it was almost like a respect thing that I respected him too much and I didn't know whether he would stay with us or not because he was he can make moves on you. 
Yeah, I'd love to talk about Haley because we see you a few times. You're thinking like maybe we'll come through with a plurality vote, take out Haley. It was like a point of dissension we saw between like Sean and Sam, and that's going to play out when you try to blindside her later. So where did you sit yeah. on that? Did you want to take her out earlier and were things like Sean in your way with that? Yeah, so I think we saw earlier in the episodes that the rogue vote was one that um, everyone wanted rogue out. So yeah. I suggested to Sean, I was like, well, if everyone wants rogue out, like let's last with rogue for another two days and let's get Haley out tonight. But um, so I was I was pushing for that, that Sean wanted her as a shield and I understand that Sean wanted her as a shield, but I'm someone in the game that I didn't need Sean or Haley or Flick as a shield. I wasn't a big threat. I'm a newbie coming into the game. So um, I kind of had like Nina, Sam on my side, Matt Page was on my side, but we needed Sean as a number to get him over um, because obviously I wanted to work with Sean. So yeah. I had to ask him and, and tell him about the plan and, and try and get there. So I wanted that to happen early. It didn't happen. And then um, later in the game, like you said, when there was Nina, Sam and, and Liz, we got Liz aboard. We didn't need Sean at that stage. We didn't need Simon. We we had the four and we could easily blindside Hayley. Um, and in the end, yeah. it didn't work. But that was our big move in the game. That was yeah. myself, Nina and Sam's like coming out like, all right, we're here to really play. We've, yeah. we've been very social until this point. We've developed strong relationships, but this is our coming out party. This is our big move in the game. And, and unfortunately, it didn't happen. But um, that was my plan going in that I wanted to get to a point that then I could really start making strong moves. And I felt at that moment, day 20 or whatever, 21, I was in a really strong position to really have a have a crack for the last part of the game. And um, it didn't happen because of the mutiny and, and that kind of sucked. And that was a bit deflated and disappointing because then we had to really kind of um, scrap and, and go, all right, what's our next plan? Yeah, well, I was still impressed with it, even though it didn't come off in, you know, the non-alim getting in the way there. But it was still, you know, would have been a really impressive move if it had been able to happen. I'd love to ask about the big ransom vote where Jordy and Liz are, you know, taking out the two idols. And you look like you were physically pain the entire day. Like you said how close you were to Sam. He's being sacrificed there. Was anything else going through your mind? Like I know that you suggested, what about Simon, Sean saying no to that? Um, Haley's there, you know, you're going to take try to take her out a couple of days later and your best friend in the game or really close friend, it seemingly is being sacrificed to this and you just look like you were in so much pain with it. Can you talk through your, your thinking through that and how it might have evolved over the day? Yeah, you can see the pain in my face yeah. when um, Haley and Nina came to me and told me it's Sam and Sam and I are so close and uh, he's asking me what's going on and I physically and mentally like couldn't get the words out that his name was getting thrown around just because I knew, well, I was devastated and I knew what impact it would have on him. So I was in a lot of stress at that stage and it was in a terrible position. But um, like I I didn't realise at the time that Sean, I mean, I got told after that Sean was that promised his kids' lives that he would take yeah. Simon to merge. And I mean, that's a big call to make in Survivor. And I really got angry at Sean for that. I mean, because yeah. in that in that moment, I'm like, well, hang on, they want to vote out. Yeah. Um, they want to vote out Sam, but why don't we just chuck the four votes on Simon? And that's an easy, that's an easy thing. Simon's gone. Like, let's just do it. And Sean said no immediately. And I kept going at him, kept going at him. I said, Matt, I don't care that you've promised your, your kids' lives, which yeah. out there you say whatever you say. I was like, I don't care that you've done that. Like, this is a game of survivor. People lie, people cheat, people steal all the time. Let's let's just go for it and, and do it. And, and it got he just refused to do it. Um in the end, a great plan was made and, and Sam was saved. But I was so frustrated that. It was like you didn't consult any of us that you've made this promise. 
yet you've included us in the plan to swap the fake idol. Um, so you've included us in the plan, but you didn't you didn't consult us in what you were doing to get that. So that was really frustrating. And I know Nina took a lot of um, anger towards that as well. And yeah, um, we, we weren't happy with that. So um, that was one thing that I just I wanted to save Sam. I wanted to do anything I could to save Sam and put it on Simon was the easy thing to do. But in the end, Sean didn't want to do it. Do, do you feel like that push? Because later you're, you're going to try blindside Haley next, but then you're also leaving Sean out of that. So do you feel like that was a huge reason for that crack? Well, that's what it was. We didn't need Sean anymore. So yeah. two days later when um, when we had myself, Nina, Sam and, and Liz, we didn't need Sean anymore. So my play was going to be if that blindside worked on uh, Haley, that it was Sean. Well, Sean, you either come with us or you're, you're against us right now. Like clearly we don't need you. These are the numbers now. We did a blindside and you're now left on the bottom. So you come with us. So that was kind of – I was trying to get Sean to kind of wake up to – to that, that um, he was controlling a lot of the game up until that point. And so deservedly so, he was doing well. But in that moment that we flipped on him, we didn't need him. So um, my play was the next morning after that Haley vote, if it worked, was going to go to him and be like, are you with us or not? Um, we're kind of running the show now, but you can jump on board with us. So it was kind of just getting to the point where, mate, you were calling the shots for a lot of it, but you can't be doing it every day. We're, we're, um, we're also making moves over here. Well, then how do you try to like recover from that? Because obviously you go into the merge trying to be hero strong and like the Haley thing, like never happened. So let's pretend that that was never going to happen. Sean wasn't going to be left out of that. And you really try to like do this hero strong thing. So how, how were you trying to work through that? Was there any intention maybe to go back to Liz to target like someone like Haley again, or what you were, you really came back obviously to being so, so core in that hero contingent. Yeah. So our, our plan, if it stuck was, to actually go to George Shawnee with Liz and be like, this is what we did. We got Haley out. We want to flip. We want to open the game up. Yes. Going then two days later, Liz has told George, fair enough, that because she's like, well, I'm saved because of this was going to happen. So our plan then was completely blown up because little did any of us know, George secretly wanted to work with Haley. So yeah. George finding out that Haley uh, was going to get blindsided by us was then completely screwed us because he wanted to work with Haley. So he then goes to Liz and Shawnee and was like, well, no, I want Haley in the game and in my corner and that. So we're left going, well, hang on, we that plan that didn't happen is now backfired on us. What move are we going to make now? The only move that us three had was to then try and go back to the OG heroes and basically tell them that it was all a ploy. We were just trying to get Liz to flush her idol, but she was gone and, right. and all that stuff and, and to really just go back to, to the OG heroes and, and hopefully our connection of myself, Sam, Nina, Sean, Flick, and Matt were um, were a six, and maybe Haley was there. So that was kind of our thing that we were stuck in limbo um, because George had his own ideas about working with Haley, and and he didn't want to accept us as people who were trying to blindside Haley. So that move really kind of ruined my yeah. game, and and as in the mutiny, kind of ruined my game because that big move didn't happen, um, and then I was kind of scrambling from then. Yeah, for sure. I totally see that. Did you have the fears about the moles? I mean, as you're saying, Haley kind of dicey there. Simon, he was only kind of like a tentative mole anyway for you guys or a tentative vote. And then Matt, you know, I'm quite, you know, I was shocked that Matt um, flipped over. He seemed like he'd been a big part of your like meat tray alliance. So where were your trust levels with the three of them? And were you surprised, especially for Matt, that he flipped over? Yeah, Matt was, Matt was the one that really surprised me. So Coming into merge, when you see that Stevie's been eliminated and, and Haley, sorry, and Flick and Matt were were still um, yeah. there as part of the the Heroes 
I probably looking back now and, and obviously thinking about this so much leaving the game, I really should have questioned why Matt and Flick were still in the game. Like what did they mm-hmm. sell? What did they make? Because they were on the bottom and, and all of a sudden they're still there. So Flick I did trust. Like Flick came over and was like, nah, we're back together. Like let's do this or whatever. And Matt was kind of one that he like looked me in the eye and he said, I'm, I'm back with you. And, and I, I didn't really question it enough. And my gut instinct was telling me that there's something wrong here, that they're still in the game. So why are they still here? And, and this is something that would, I would do if I, I play the game again, that I would really trust my gut instinct of, um, and, and go for it and, and just really question Matt, like, why are you still here? What deal did you make? Who are you working with? Because you shouldn't still be here in this game. So that was something I wasn't as as ruthless and forthright in coming forward as what I should have been. And playing it for a first time, I was kind of a little bit standoffish in that regard. And and um, that's something that I thought going into that uh, tribal council or my tribal council last night, myself, Nina, Sam, Sean, Flick, all thought Matt was with us um, and, and he wasn't. So that was definitely why the blindside happened, that Matt just flipped on us and, and went to the other side. And something I would really um, focus on next time if I had another crack that I, I would – I would go with my gut a lot more. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you you mentioned like playing again. Where, where was your fandom at? Like how much Survivor had you seen? Because like for as an example, I mean, you're saying Ben knew everything. Like Haley and George, you know, they, like I think they play it up, the the divide. They, they're actually, you know, like they're great friends and they worked together yes. a lot in their first season and I think they play it up. So had you seen a lot of the show to kind of know the lay of the land with that? Yeah, so I mean, I've been a Survivor fan since I was a kid. I watched all the first American seasons, like the first 10, 15 American seasons. And then the last couple of years with footy and commitments and all that, I watched the last couple of seasons. So I'd watch Sam's first season, um, watch snippets of Sean's season, um, seen Brian Lake and Simon Black, because obviously football, I wanted to watch a bit of that. So, but I hadn't seen the last couple of seasons um, and hadn't seen exactly how like George and Haley and, and that played. I mean, I knew their story and I knew with Flick, they were the final three and, and exactly how that played out. But I um I kind of didn't watch all of them over the last couple of years. So um, knowing or playing against returnees that are very strong players, it was quite intimidating being a newbie and being a first-time play, player in there. Even though you're a Survivor fan and I've watched it for years and you kind of know what happens, being actually there in the moment like it's very hard if you're a, if you're a, a newbie playing against a returnee just because they know the ins and outs. They know how things can just change so quickly out there, and votes can get changed. Tribal council, the way it works, and um, just changing votes at tribal, all that stuff. It's 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 a big advantage, I think, if you played it before. And and it was uh, it was quite challenging um, to kind of navigate that, but also fun at the same time. It's you're going up against the best players in Survivor. It's if you want to be the best and win, you got to you got to beat the best. So it's uh, it's fun playing against them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like you have, you know, great insights into the game and kind of thinking through it. It was unfortunate not to see so much of that. I mean, it's kind of like a tradition in Australian Survivor to kind of under-edit some of the football players. It's now like a bit of a trend. I don't know why, but you guys, you know, you kill it in the challenges for sure. And then I think I was seeing stuff around camp and we weren't getting enough of your perspective, just like watching it back and being used to being, you know, like a football star and like getting that moment. Was it frustrating at times to have like your voice not heard as much and to be like under edited in that way? Oh, I mean, I went in, I went into Survivor, and I'll be honest here, I went into Survivor to play the game of Survivor. Like I, I I didn't go in there to be on TV. I mean, I'm not someone with a massive personality that comes with one-liners and and uh knows that those one-liners are going to get on TV. I mean, Simon and George are, are brilliant at that. Yeah. And 
and they 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 kind of dramatize it for TV and and that's not me personally. I can't fake that um out there. And I knew being myself was someone who creates really strong relationships, um, tries to make strategic moves at a certain point. And if that got on TV or what, I I didn't really care. I mean, I still had the experience of going to Samoa, playing Survivor and playing a game that I love. And whether I, as I said, whether I made it on TV or not is kind of irrelevant. I mean, people watching it and like yourself said it, other people have said it, they would have loved to see my game a bit more, um, which is which was, yeah, could have happened. But for me watching it, I kind of know that I played the best game that I could have to make myself get far in the game. And And if that was good for TV or not, that's fine. Um, but I, I I played the game. I experienced it. I loved it. And I would do it all again um, in a heartbeat. And um, yeah, I'm not, um, as I said, I, I might not make um, as good ratings as what George does or, or Simon does because they're so, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're TV friendly people because they can dramatize everything. But that's not me. And, and that's fine. So um, I'll, I, I got to play the game and that's all I wanted to do. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much. I feel like we got so many insights that we haven't had like a big, you know, powerful hero go home and get to speak to them about what was really happening there through the game. And I feel like there was, you know, so much going on through that hero's majority through the Haley vote and then getting to that huge merge vote. So unfortunate the way that it went, but it was definitely a merge vote for the ages. So you'll always definitely have a part yes. of being in that. But thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and giving us your insights. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks so much. Bye. Hello. Hi, Flick. Great to chat to you again. I wanted to wish you a huge congratulations because yeah. I know that you're getting married really, really soon, right? Yeah, yeah. Literally in like two weeks. Thank oh you. Oh my gosh. What an exciting and stressful time to be doing Survivor yeah. and wedding yeah. at the same time. I know. I know. Tell me about this. Babe. I've had a lot on my plate. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine. Well, I'd love to get some insights into your game and starting with the heroes and your major relationships. And we didn't get to see enough of the specifics here, but I felt like you seemed like such a unifier and such like a core to that central group. So can you talk through who were your closest bonds from the beginning and through the game? Yeah, um, that's definitely true. Like I formed such great bonds with my original heroes, like all those boys, girls, Nina, Paige, Haley. Obviously, I've got a relationship with Haley from Brains v Brawn, and like we kind of wanted to keep that under wraps as well. But going into um, Heroes v Villains, we didn't want to like play on that relationship too much. And um, you know, as soon as we landed on that on that beach, she had a big target on her back, and I did everything I could to keep her around as long as possible. Yeah. We never really saw any of that, but like I, I went into bat for her really hard, especially against people like Sean, who was actually my secret number one. That it, so um, yeah, I, I had to bat hard for Haley um against Sean and Sam. They really wanted her gone in the beginning, but yeah, my relationship with those boys, I was really tight with them. I guess like or, you know. Coming from a sporting background, Sean and Dave also sporting background, but we were able to form relationships really quickly. And it's not just even the sport thing. I just think we just clicked and um, had really good conversations from the beginning. And yeah, um, and then I was I, I'm really close with Paige as well. Um, we just clicked as well. She's hilarious and Nina. So yeah, th- those relationships were really cemented from the beginning. And you know, once I can I could tell you hours and hours about their lives and like our relationship and. Once you know that, it, it makes my decision pretty clear as, you know, to yeah. why I flipped back to that original alliance. Like I'd been with these guys for 18 days um, on the original tribe and then tribe swap was the worst thing that happened to me. I got the worst cards dealt. I lost all my like basically like my, you know, my 
strongest alliance members all went to the villains and I was stuck kind of solo over here like on on the um heroes 2.0 and basically said and did whatever I could to make that merge but once merge happened I was damned if I didn't damned if I didn't if I didn't go with Shawnee if I went with um Shawnee George and Liz I would have pissed off Sean who's like my number one he's like you know we've had each other's back since day one and you know I would have been pissing off all those boys so yeah, look, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's so easy to look back and like, oh yeah, she should have just stuck with um, Shawnee, George, and Liz. But uh, yeah, from with the information I had, I didn't know that um, Haley and Matt were going to flip. And it, yes, it looks very clear on screen, but it wasn't very clear in the game. Oh yeah, I mean, I think never in doubt. As you said, you're really close with the heroes, and you had met Liz like two days ago, and Shawnee and George had called yeah. you a hostage several times. I, I think that that was pretty clear to me of why you go back to those really close friends. Um, yeah, you I mean I'd love to talk about the swap as well. You're at the bottom. You're trying to infiltrate. We know the the long, long history with George that's gone over two seasons. What was it like being back on the beach? Well, from the outback to the beach with George. Um, it's so funny, man. Like, even though we've never really played together, like on the same alliance, we've played together a lot of days in Survivor now. You know, we played 47 days together in Brands versus Braun. And then, you know, to finally be reunited and hear George's voice again <laughs> was pretty funny. You know, like it, it, it just almost sounded like familiar territory. And then once merch happened and Haley and me and George were all there, I was like, whoa, this is really weird. Um, but yeah, look, even though. She, George and I haven't actually played together. I still feel like I look at George as a bit of a brother, you know, like, you know, there's a lot of conversations that obviously don't make it to the edit. The days are 24 hours long. You see an hour of like each of those, you know, an hour of that day on screen is one of the episodes. And like, there's so many chats that go down, so many catch ups, you know, you know, everyone's life story. And yeah, so interesting being with him, but like, it's so funny. Like I understand about keeping a shield around you because like, you know, the bigger the shields that are around you, they're going to get picked off before you, but we're at merge now and George is still here. Like, hello people. He is a massive threat. Like let's go for him. Um, Simon actually sent me a funny stat of like how many times both Simon and I have voted for George. Yeah, he was like, lot. I think he's like, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of and, times. Um, five times. At a point it was five of seven tribal councils through two seasons for you in the last seven oh tribal God. councils. A lot of your your but voting like, chart is just like George, 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 George. Yeah. I'm like, hello, look, can we not see he's a big threat, people? If we I don't get it. Act now, he's gonna yeah. go to the end. Like, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I mean, you were there as well with Ben and Matt. Where was the disconnect with Ben? Like, obviously, from being in that hero's core and Ben was really very much on the bottom. And then you get to the swap and he, like, really stayed so strong with with you, I feel, like, almost to his own detriment. He does not flip over. He doesn't even seem to consider it. And then everything happens with that so that you don't originally tell him about your idol. Then when it's outed, you don't show him the idol to comical effect because he would have known what it was. (laughs) I know. Uh, Yeah. And um, so, so where was, like, such a disconnect there it really felt like you never got on the same page yeah look Ben and I had a lot of great chats that obviously didn't make it to the edit and we got along really well but there was just something that from the very beginning he came out the gates playing the game hard and I think it just for me I was like okay he he's watched this he knows how it works it was a bit alarming for me I was like you know making uh fake idols that he was planning to hand off to other tribe and like I just was like okay he's very aware of what's going on here and I Ben is a work like he's amazing he's just you know he's 
amazing with his words. He speaks incredible. He can like switch a narrative up really quick. And at Tribal Council, like your words are your best friends. Like the way you can like talk there can swing the game, swing the game in lots of different ways. And I just, I just looked at him as a big threat. So I was like, I don't know. I just never really quite felt too safe with Ben for some reason. Um, not sure what that's about, but it's just never really did. Yeah. And then what about with Matt? Obviously you'd been like in that majority together and you have to turn on each other. Had you been really close with him specifically? Like, was that like a really tough thing, obviously in the name of self-preservation to have to go against each other when Stevie eventually goes home? Uh, I think that vote we both knew. We we both knew we would have been going. I knew he was probably going to write my name down and I obviously was definitely going to write his name down. So Shawnee, George and Liz told me to write down Matt's name. So, of course, I was going to write down Matt's name. And what did they probably tell Matt to do? They probably told Matt to write down my name. And it was just inevitable. It was always going to happen that way. So let's talk about the cookie idol that Simon gives you. And as you say, there's a there's a long history with Simon too. I very much feel Brain versus Brawn is an essential season to watching this season. There's so many relationships <laughs> that have played out. And Simon gives you, well, he even suggests to give it to you. And he thinks it's a real idol after all of the things I know. that came out with two idols. And then it, and I think it did a lot to save you because the, the fear of that, you know, they vote for Ben, they probably would have voted for you. And then he's like public enemy number one. And so can you just talk through all of that because it was it was a sitcom level hilarious, but so unfortunate for Simon. Oh my god, that little cookie idol just gave so much. It gave so much drama, and it was just so misleading, man. Like, and that that's the funny thing about Survivor, you know, like everyone's perception of something is different. And obviously, Simon found this thing, and he thought it was his ticket to getting out of. He literally thought like and. Oh, I feel really bad for him, especially watching it back because he really legitimately thinks that this is a real idol and, you know, it's going to be his ticket to working with the boys and helping me and putting our old grievances to bed because in Brains versus Braun, like I was part of the reason of his undoing. He went yeah. home with two idols in his pocket. Two real ones. And yeah. I was a part of that. Yes, ex- <laughs> yes, two real ones. Let's promise yeah. that. Yeah. And so... I knew, well, when I first saw Simon land on the mat on Heroes v Villains, I was like, oh, crap, like, <laughs> like I feel like he might be coming for me because I was really a part of that. And I was I was most worried about him. So for him to, like, go out in a whim and really try and mend that bridge, but if anything, it just broke it completely. I mean, yeah, anyway, it just I couldn't believe the way that whole thing played out. And then to hand it to Sean, who'd also been given a fake idol previously before, and then for Sean to hand it to me and then just for it to wait for the for the way for it to play out. And I I kind of had a funny feeling about it the whole time. And that's kind of partly the reason why I didn't want to show George and stuff. And I think that was kind of good for me, exactly what you said, because it did create this area of doubt and it probably did end up saving me. And then Ben went home that that on that boat. But um, when I went up to play it that night and when I, I asked JP, I was like, well, I want to know if it's a bloody idol first before I play it. And when he didn't answer that, I was like, right, it's not an idol, obviously. So then I was like, okay, quickly think on the spot. What can we do here? Obviously, don't let's just play it for Matt. So he thinks it's a bit of a trust thing so you can get kind of Matt's trust being like, oh, you would have you played an idol for me, you know, like thinking that it was, a you know, a real idol. So I just, that's why I said, oh, I'll play it for Matt. Um, so yeah, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> yeah. Did any part of you believe that Simon's saying, you know, I really believed it was true. I re- I believed it was real. And and no one, like no one seemed to believe that you, you thought it was like a whole ploy. Did any part of you at that time think like, oh, this poor man has just fallen to this piece of wood? Um, yeah, look, I, I, I 
um, the way I saw it, like, you know, I, I just had so much beef with Simon from yeah. the first season. And I think in the, at the start of Heroes v Villains, I think Simon did rub people up, you know, the wrong way. And I think he wasn't received the best. And I think he, you know, as much as he tried to not be the alpha male, I think he just couldn't help himself. And that kind of just exuded. It just came out of everywhere. And yeah, he rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way. And he's just like, was really trying his best to like, you know, right his wrongs. And unfortunately he just put his foot in it even more. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I was just, and also like I was playing, playing with George on the um, heroes 2.0 tribe and George at that stage was so off Simon. So Anything we could yeah. do that was going to throw Simon in more hot water, George was all for it. So I was like, and I also knew that I still wasn't out of the shit yet. So I was like, I've got to do whatever I can to like throw heat wherever else I can, as far away from me as possible. So that's why I was like, okay, I'm going to blow Simon up on the map because I have to. That's like sure. direct this threat level somewhere else. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'd love to talk about the merge because there's a lot going on here. The first being like you give Shawnee and Liz's name and I totally get switching back to your day one hero alliance. But did any yeah. part of you think, well, I'll just not vote for Shawnee and Liz to try keep them around. And then like, I mean, if it goes wrong, they could look out for me. We could have like a cross alliance thing. Because I mean, obviously it was like gung ho to go for them. Like you could have gone like for George or for Jerry or someone yeah. else in that alliance. Like it was any thinking in that to not go for them. No, because they're just such a big threat together. Those girls they're playing, you know, they're super tight. And the way I was looking at it, I was like, this could be. And with what I thought was where the numbers were lying, I just thought we had, where on paper, I thought that we had the numbers. And I was like, okay, if this, if everyone stays true to what they're saying, um, then we should have the numbers here and we could either send home Shawnee or Liz. And I just thought, you know what, like, let's do it. And I came into this season wanting to play a little bit differently to my brains, the bronze season, I, you know, a lot happened on that season for me. And I just felt like I didn't get to play maybe as aggressively or like, I, I just wanted to mix things up and go for it. And I was like, you know what, maybe this is that opportunity to kind of have, you know, to really have a punt here and like, let's see if we can pull this off. Um, the other thing is, is I don't think if I, if say if I would have, if we would have gone for Jerry or George, they still would have been just as pissed off at me for flipping anyway. And like, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a few other things that uh, didn't make it to air as well, which really just like cemented the reason as to why they wouldn't have liked me. And I just think um, it just, yeah, I, I knew I was going home uh, as well. You know, like it, the writing was very much on the wall for me after that. Yeah, well, it was really tough with Shawnee and Liz. I'd love to talk about Haley and George in this. Um, a lot of people didn't know that they had like this close friendship. I spoke to David Zaharakis yesterday. He was like, you know, he hadn't seen your season. He didn't know that they are friends. And for me, it always felt like inevitable that they would come together. And then obviously all the heroes think Haley's with them and she is another mole like Matt and Simon are. You you played with them. Like, did any part of you think that they were going to reconnect there? Obviously, you have your own relationship with Haley and you've connected with her through a lot of that pre-swap, but was there a concern there? Uh, yeah, look, there definitely was and people were talking about it. There definitely was. But I will say this, Haley did a really good job at 
throwing George under the bus and creating a lot of doubt as to whether she would or not. She was writing him off any chance she should, she could get. She would say, you know, he's a big player, let's get him out. Nah, nah, nah. So she did do a lot. She did a great job throughout the whole thing. And obviously we can't see all of that because not everything makes the edit. That but was she a did secret a great scene job. last night, actually, yeah. She, she said she's been yeah. slandering him the entire game. So I think that was a yeah, big yeah. part. So, yeah, exactly. And she just did such a great job at that, like the whole season she'd been doing it. So, um, but obviously I know that. Yeah, and you know we we all talk since Brains be brawn. Like we get along like a house on fire, George Haley and I. So you know, I I do realize that there's relationships there. I'm not silly, you know. But um, she just did a good job at uh, putting yeah. it all over us. Really, really impressive from her. So I'd love to ask just on this merge as well. You you were taken from the supervillains, and they almost fractured on each other. They were going to vote out Haley without your protection. There, Sean was going to be left out of the vote. You have relationships across the aisle, obviously with Sam, David, and Nina, and then Sean and Haley on that other side. So when you got back to the merge, did you sense that fracture? Were that you told about it? Was there anything you had to do to bring that back together? Because it was crazy. The heroes all got back so well on side with that. Yeah. So. Look, I didn't realize the extent of it. And that's probably my undoing because I wasn't privy to what happened over on the villains and how left out Haley. If Haley, if they weren't going to blindside Haley and George didn't run across the mat and tell her that and she didn't know. And if, if they weren't going to blindside her, maybe the fracture wouldn't have been there and Haley might have stayed with us. You know, obviously she felt like she was on the bottom. She wasn't connecting with everyone. And then she finds out that everyone was trying to blindside her. And I just, yes, there was a little bit of mending to do. But I just wasn't privy to, like, how bad it actually was. And I think that was my undoing as well. I didn't have the full picture. And that's why I was like, no, nah, it's all sweet. Obviously not. Yeah. Well, yeah, there, there's some, some tough things there as well, especially with the work that Haley's doing in that. Were people concerned about Matt? I felt like I didn't expect Matt to flip over. You had played a cookie yeah. idol on him. Like, that was – David yeah. Zaraka said he was shocked by that. Yeah, yeah. Look, it, uh, I actually was pretty shook by that too. I just wasn't expecting Goldie Boy Maddie to do that because um, his whole thing is is that oh George is lifting me up and championing me and because he kind of you know there was some explaining to be done after that vote and we all came back to camp and you know and talking about when Dave went home and like how he flipped and blah blah blah. But he and I was like, hang on a second, Maddie. Like we, I actually I played a cookie idol for you. Like you know, like. I put my head out on a limb, like, you know, we've, we've gone into bat together, we've been through the wars, like, we've been through war together, basically, and um, then you're just willing to flip. Like, he he surprised me. Like, so, you know, it was a good move by Matt, um, pretty impressive, and, yeah, maybe this is the start of his, like, strategic game, you know, it was good. For sure. Well, I wanted to ask you, because I know the last time was such a different experience. I mean, it's, like, impossible to comprehend going through losing your mother out there and how much that weighed on your experience and this time you got to like you know have the social game that you had last time and I think you do that so well but without I mean with the the grief but without the weight of that in the moment and something you've been through that is so unique and rare and and terrible did you feel Mm. like a bit of that freedom there like how did it change your your different experience this time um it was easy (laughs) like that's all I can say like nothing will ever compare to what I experienced on Brands V Bro and I literally dug so deep I was it was the most amazing experience of my life but then it was also one of the most traumatic and it was just this dichotomy and I just I can't even really put into words how I felt um and I don't know how I did I just kept putting one foot in front of the other and all of a sudden I knew I was a I was a finalist you know but I this season 
was like night and day. The only thing that sucked was the rain, but I just knew going into this, I was like, ah, like this is fun. I'm actually here playing Survivor. I'm playing the game for what it really is, nothing else that I have to think about. And it was just, it was awesome. Like it's the experience I always wanted. And that's why when I got the opportunity to go back this second time, it was just a no brainer. It was a yes straight away because I, I feel like I missed out on that. I feel like I just couldn't play the game. Like, yeah. So this, this was, it was great for me to go back and, and to play on an Island too. You know, when I think survivor, I think Island and me being a surfer, that's just like the perfect place. For sure. I mean, you know, not a lot of people would call Survivor easy, but I think the extent of the difficulties <laughs> that you went through before makes probably anything easy and shows like your strength yeah. sure in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Look, don't get me wrong. Survivor is really, really, really hard. You're starving, you're sleep deprived, you know, you're playing this crazy social experiment and there's nothing, look, nothing about it is easy, but when you put it in relation to what yeah. I experienced on the first mm-hmm. time I played, Yes, this season was a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really glad for you that you got to have that experience and that it wasn't, yeah, I mean, what what everything was last time was obviously inspirational to watch and everything you did with that, with your philanthropy as well. You did so much good in that, but I'm really happy for you that you got an experience for yourself a little bit because I feel like so much of the last one was for what became everyone else and everything that you did with that. So I'm, I'm glad for you that you got that yeah. and, and had all those amazing relationships. Would you play again? Would there be a 3.0 for you? Look, uh, I've said this already, but I think I would have to think about it a lot longer. So the last two years, you know, obviously COVID has been around. Western Australia was very locked down. I couldn't do my sport. So that also allowed me to go and play Australian Survivor twice because I was in the backseat of my big wave surfing career and I wasn't sure what was going to happen in the world. Now that the world's opening back up again, like my main focus is my big wave surfing and like my career. Now, if I did get the call again, it would just be about trying to see if we can make it work with schedules in the big wave season. And if, yeah, but, and timing and stuff, you know, like we'll, we'll see. I'm ne- not going to say never, but it would just be more, yeah, I just have to consider it a lot longer, I think. For sure. Well, thanks so much again for being on the podcast and good luck with everything in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure it'll be an amazing wedding and congratulations again. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, Shannon. Thank you. Bye. There you have it, everyone. Hope that you enjoyed all three of these exit interviews. Thank you so much for listening, for following along the journey. It continues to be such a fun season, and I'm just so grateful that you are all here on the ride with me. So again, recap with Mike. Check in with Rob, Australian Survivor Talking Tribal, this exit podcast, Global with Nick for Survivor 44 coming up, and the draft. We did the draft as well, the 44 draft with the usual RJP draft crew. So it's been a lot of content this week. Thank you for checking out all of it or what you do. We really, really appreciate you here at RJP. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much, and I will see you on the recap. Bye. Australian Survivor. Survivor New Zealand. Survivor. Survivor. South Africans, 12 ordinary Australians. 16 pounds. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.